Good day, everyone. Welcome to Have a Chat with Vaughan Hay. Today I've got a, a special guest, which I'm looking forward to having a chat to. She's a um, very motivating and a very focused, driven lady in had a well-balanced lifestyle. So I wouldn't, I'd like to introduce Sarah Drewcress. Drewcress, I think I got that last name right, but I'll get her to explain a little bit about who she is, where she come from, a bit of background on what she does, and um, we'll go from there. So welcome, Sarah. Cheers, Vaughan, and thanks for the um, intro. Um, yes, my name's Sarah. I'm a Kiwi born and bred um, and moved over to Australia about coming up 10 years ago. Wow. Um, moved over to uh, Perth for a while. I had five years over there and then came over and living in paradise, Manly, um, which is really <laughs> cool. Uh, I think on a personal sense, I am an avid triathlete, love a bit of swim, bike, run, um, and love being part of an active community. And I think I've um, landed really well here, here in Manly. There's lots of active people around. But, um, and then when I'm not training, I uh, work for a large construction company and supply chain, uh, looking after our indirect spend portfolio. So really looking at uh, opportunities for us to reduce risk, reduce cost, drive efficiencies, and create better supplier partnerships. I've been with them for about nine years as well. Oh. Um, so outside of that, just love traveling and family, friends, all that jazz. Well, exciting. So you sort of came over to Australia and fell into the role you are now or the company you're with? or Because you said you've been here for about 10 years, so nine, 10 years. Um, so yeah. how did you come across the role you're in, in the construction? It was actually... I just kind of fell into it, to be honest. When I moved to Perth, it was um, because I wanted to go and work in the mines. Yeah. And I remember telling my old man and he was just like, what the hell you are? <laughs> um, but fortunately, I did end up working in the mining industry, but based in Perth okay. um, and used to go up to site uh, a couple of times a month. Had a team there that looked after all the resourcing for the mining industry. Okay. And it was through that that I started to come to Sydney. I had zero desire to come to Sydney, um, but I was on a course that sent me over here once a month for a year. And my brother was living in Manly. So I used to spend the weekend here and just fell in love with the place. And it took me about five months to find a role uh, to relocate into and to head office. But when I made it happen, it was, a, um, I think I had three weeks to be over here and um, haven't looked back. Wow, exciting. It's, it's quite interesting. A lot of Kiwis head from New Zealand across to Perth first, which you think geographically it's the complete opposite side of Australia. But um, from where you, you know, from coming from New Zealand, you know what I mean? You could just fly across to, you know, New South Wales or Queensland or Melbourne, you know, the East Coast. But um, yeah, did you enjoy your experience in Perth at the time? 100%. And um, I think I just left uni at the time. Mm. Um, moved over there there was probably like 30 to 40 of us um, through friends of friends just Kiwis that were all sort of doing the same thing definitely a different lifestyle I just um, pretty much worked my butt off um, mining industry is 12 hour days and you end up doing more than that so worked a lot but partied a lot too I definitely wasn't nearly as active as what I am over here um, <laughs> but it was a cool experience and certainly grateful for the opportunities because I definitely wouldn't have been given um, those opportunities if the mining industry wasn't so booming at the time. Yeah. Being a um, you know, 22 year old straight out of uni um, and you sort of get chucked in the deep end. But um, yeah, very grateful for those opportunities and be able to transfer over here as well. Yeah, exciting. So you mentioned, yeah, you had the, the lifestyle probably wasn't as balanced as it is these days with you know, your <laughs> work, <laughs> training, triathlete, you know, Ironman stuff. What, what got you into the, um, 
the Ironmans and the triathletes and uh, triathlons and all that too. Is that were you always driven to go that down that path, or did you do previous sporting achievements before that? No, growing up, I was kind of always active. Like I did ballet as a kid, the whole netball. Used to referee a lot of touch rugby throughout high school. Moved to Perth and got into boxing. Um, I would train a couple of times a day in the gym. The end. Retired undefeated. Actually, had my first fight and realised that I was <laughs> I was better off to keep my brain cells and I needed them. Um, so I gave Wait, that up. Anyway, undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but then triathlon. I kind of always wanted to do a triathlon. My parents did a bit of multi-sport socially growing up. And um, coming over here, it was probably kind of work that forced me into it, to be honest. Okay. Oh, it, it's, yeah, quite interesting. I, I was used to working really long hours in Perth, and then I kind of applied that coming over here. And to me, working long hours, being in the office, being seen was like working hard yeah. <laughs> um, and showing that I was committed. Um, and I'll be that person first on the floor at 7am and still sitting there at 6.37 at night. And my big boss used to say to me, like, Sarah, go home. And it wasn't till a colleague of mine said to me, he was into triathlon as well. And he said, um, Sarah, they're never going to give you a team again if you look like you can't manage your workload. And I was like, what? You know, I, to me, it was showing that I was committed. But yeah. um, it was kind of a catalyst to, I bought a bike and from there, um, started riding with Manly Cycles and Carmia used to do a Friday morning social ride. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Learned, to, learned to, yeah, just do a bit of road riding and figured I might as well sign up to a half Ironman, you know, stretch myself. Straight For into me, it. it was, yeah. And so my first triathlon actually was a half Ironman in Western wow. Sydney. Um, like three and a half years ago now. So, yeah, I think work probably put me into it. I probably had a... Um, yeah, just a desire to get into it previously. And then just through meeting people in the community, I was like, everyone does these really inspiring things around here. And I was just super inspired by it, wanted to give it a go. That's exciting. And you are right, we do have a good community base around where we live, like on the Northern Beaches in all different aspects, in all sporting, you know, like socialising, everything. It's quite a great community and positive community, active community as well. So it's sort of hard not to be involved in that. You probably you probably realise that as well. So it was drawn to you um, with that motivation and, you know, the, the lifestyle people live within the Northern Beaches. 100%. And it's super inspiring. I think um, my colleagues think I'm nuts. And then I look at um, stuff that people around me are doing and I think they're nuts, you know. They're friends doing ultra marathons, 100K runs and stuff. To me, it's just insane. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly contagious when you get into it. Yeah, it's definitely contagious. I can, I can agree with you there. When you mentioned with work, you know how you work your long hours and you thought you were being more proactive and productive in your work environment and doing that. Is your view on that the same or is it slightly shifted now being involved in, you know, triathlete, the triathlons and all that as well and having more of a balanced lifestyle? Um, completely different view, okay. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think um, triathlon for me isn't just about swim, bike, run. Like, it's given me such a different lease on life. I often say, like, life started when I found triathlon because I, I truly do think um, I've shifted as a person. Yep. Um, in that my priorities have changed. I find I'm way more productive when I go into the office because I've got potentially limited time. To, um, to get it done because I don't want to be spending long hours there. 
And I just think about the mornings that I get into the office where I've been. Sorry. Um, you're right. You've got <laughs> a little been... fly in the back or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, days that you've been out on the road with your mates, cycling for a few hours before work, you're just firing and you get into the office and just on such a different level, just get a real buzz about you. And also, I find like I used to get to work and my whole day was like sitting in this office and it was all about work. Whereas I see mates in the morning, I feel like it's lunchtime by the time I get there at 8.30, you know, it's, it's awesome. Because you've already achieved so much in the day so early and you've already created those endorphins to get you moving and motivated throughout your day. And then, like mm-hmm. you said, being more productive in whatever you're achieving or set yourself out for that day. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And what keeps you motivated to keep that, you know, keep training, keep active and then also work and, you know, it is probably a pretty full lifestyle, you know, and pretty full on time wise, <laughs> but because, you know, you've got to spend so many time, time on doing different trainings. It's not just swimming, it's biking, it's running, it's all that. And that takes up time. And then you've got to go and travel, compete, work, all that. What's, what are some key things that motivate you to keep going and keeps you, you know, held accountable and you know on track for where you want to head I think both in a work and personal sense for me it's continued Mm self-improvement that like I get out of bed every day and I want to do better than I was the day before or um I think what keeps me motivated with triathlon is setting goals I'm a massive goal setter and I never set goals that are like super achievable because there's no point um, in my mind, like I'll always set stretch targets and yep. if I get close to them, you know, successful day. Um, I think, yeah, day to day with triathlon, um, keeping motivated. I mean, just looking at why, why I'm doing it, what I want out of it. Um, I think I'm not hundred percent always motivated, you know, that I struggle in the mornings that are in the middle of winter and you've got to get out and go to the cold pool and get in the water and it's still dark and stuff. But um, you know, looking where I started versus where I am now, um, you know, seeing that improvement makes me want to keep improving um, and drives me to get out of bed. One of the tricks I do with triathlon is just getting my stuff up out the night before. If I'm not prepared in the morning, um, the likelihood of me rolling over is probably a lot higher than if I'm organised, prepared and ready to go. Um, and then I think in a work sense, for me, what drives me, I, I really, I have to feel like, or I have to be able to articulate the value that I add to an organisation. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, if I'm starting to get a little bit stale in my career, I use that as a bit of a reference point. And, um, you know, if I can't articulate that value for me, it's time to either expand what I'm doing or look for another opportunity to sort of further my career and, and move forward. What questions or what? how do you delve into expect, like seeing if you're being a value to your, yourself and self-growth? Do you question yourself or have questions you refer back to to sort of keep you on track or to see if you're heading in the direction you want to head um, through these processes, especially in the, the work environment? Um, not so much set questions. I think for me it's probably... Um, you know, day to day, you can get bogged down in the little stuff and be quite, you know, tactical in the work you're doing. And it's about, about taking yourself out of that and looking at the bigger picture. Um, I actually experienced this a fortnight ago. I, as I was speaking to you, I had put my back out over this COVID period. And um, 
got into this space where I was back into that, just working constantly, wasn't necessarily getting outside, starting to like get into my own head. And I was looking at the work I was doing going, what am I even doing this for? Like what, why am I giving up every day doing this work? It just seems so meaning, meaningless in the scheme of things that were going on. And um, I sort of stopped and got away, went out for a walk, got some fresh air and really looked at the bigger picture and what I have achieved. And yes, you know, week to week, things might be a little bit monotonous, but it's looking at the story that you can tell out of that experience. And I think when you bring yourself up to that level and look more strategically, you're like, oh, I actually have been able to do this, 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 and this. And it's not just about getting bogged down in that every day. Um, so not necessarily ask, asking myself questions as to whether or not I'm articulating value, but um, just looking at the bigger picture, I guess, and, and seeing whether it's moving me forward or whether I'm just staying, staying stagnant and, and ready to move on. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so self-reflection within kind of thing. And it, like it was, it's great to hear that because as a coach, a lot of my clients I deal with, we sort of, we, well, as humans, we get in our head too much and we sort of let our head do the talking and create our moods, our motivation, our beliefs around things. But if it's great that you can identify yourself and withdraw yourself from that and look from a different perspective and get a clearer understanding and see if you are heading in and if it's aligning with what you actually want to achieve and all that too. So I think sometimes, yeah, question, that is questioning or you bring yourself attention and awareness to it is, you know, a great technique and strategy which people could probably implement on a more regular basis, you know, um, to help them come clear in the direction, the motivation, the purpose they want and intention they want in life. So, yeah, really, I think that's a great attribute to have. And, and you probably notice the more you do that, the easier it comes and the, the quicker you can move through those moments of less, you know, of the struggles or those, those moments which are demotivating or a darker place for you and you can then overcome them and then get back on the track you wanted to head in. 100%. And I think um, triathlon to some extent helps me do that and even in day-to-day -day work because you're sitting here in front of a computer all day and you sort of smash out tactical bits and pieces, but I can't get into that strategic or creative brain when I'm sitting here. I've, um, you know, my bike behind me on the trainer, I spent hours on that thing. And um, often I'm just like jotting down notes on my phone or um, in the pool, like I love numbers. And I often in, when I'm swimming and calculating stuff, um, my whole job's around saving, you know, money and dollars. So I find pulling myself out of that work environment I am also thinking about work and other times, but it's, you know, sort of allowing me to activate that um, sort of creative brain um, and allow that thought space. Because I feel like day to day at a computer, it's really hard to, you know, be strategic and be creative when you're just staring at a computer screen the whole day. Yeah. Well, it's creating more clarity, really. Those, those distractions of things you enjoy doing is getting you out of your head, being clearer in your thought pattern, and then you're being more productive. So when you do go back to work, like you said, you've got a clearer you know, outcome or you know, decide to what you need to do to implement that where we do get caught too much in the moment with anything we do. And it can be in work, it can be in our sporting achievements and endeavours, you know, in our family and friends. But when we step back and realise, I think that's why it's having an element outside of work like your sport, you know, sporting achievements and activities, it creates a balanced lifestyle, which then gives you an overall perspective of where you're heading and what you need to do. So I think you've, you're really, I love the work you're doing to yourself and, you know, the self-development and self-awareness you've got within you. Um, going back to triathlons, you said you love group and team environments. As a 
being a triathlete, do you find that a struggle sometimes? You know, you said motivation getting up in the morning can be sometimes difficult in the you know cold winter mornings. But I love how you set up also to win the night before by setting your gear up ready to go. I think that's a really big um, achievement in itself. I think people underestimate that. But if you want to do something early in the morning, you've got to set up the wind the night before kind of thing. So go to bed early, get your gear ready. So when you when you get there in the morning, it's not going to be easy. But once you get on the bike, I, I gather the motivation then kicks in or in the pool, your motivation starts kicking in because you're, you're actually doing something, you're aligning yourself with more purpose and, and endorphins and everything. So um, I think I just went off, bit off track then. But yeah, with the community of, um, you know, being an individual sport, but also a community as well. Triathlon, do you struggle sometimes in, as individually, like with not being involved in a complete team environment? Um, I'll just jump back. I just had a thought about when you're talking about missing sessions and stuff. I always think to myself, you only, you only regret the sessions that you don't do. And so when you actually get going in the pool, it's like, so it's like that sense, you know, you're proud of yourself for overcoming that hurdle to get in and, and get it done. But um, in a community sense, I, it's funny, my mum always used to say that triathlon was a real selfish sport because it's all about you. Yeah. Um, but I reckon that there's an incredible community around triathlon and um, it certainly doesn't feel like an individual sport. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be involved with many groups like the Warringah Tri Club here on the Northern Beaches. Um, I also have a coach with the Endurance Republic and just being connected online and, and seeing what other athletes are doing and, you know, you're wearing the same kid out on course or whatever it might be and just you do feel like you're all out there together. Um, and I have noticed even recently with this COVID state, you know, um, through the nutrition that I use and the um, clothing sort of teams that I'm a part of, um, there's heaps of connection, which is really cool, especially around this time. But I will never forget my first Ironman in Port Macquarie. And you sort of get to about five o'clock, the sun's starting to go down in the middle of May and the sunset shuffle sort of starts. But you just, you feel like you're out there together. You know, you're in this battle together and through the encouragement from other competitors and like there's thousands of people on the sidelines that give you that support and give you the energy to get yourself across that finish line you certainly don't feel like you're on your own um, and it does just feel like one big team. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, you know, people from outside who don't get involved in that would see it as a selfish individual sport. But you did mention building a team around you is so important, isn't it? Like if it is, you know, clothing, you know, training, you know, local triathlon um, communities, you know, all that too, I think that sort of keeps you motivated and keeps you accountable as well because you can draw upon these people at different times. And then, like you said, when you go to an event, individually you want to achieve PBs and achieve your desired outcome, but you're also there supporting and motivating one another through that journey as well because it's never easy, is it? You know, it's a, ch no. it's always a challenge. And the more you train, you think it's going to come easier, but the more you push yourself and push yourself to those limits where you, you haven't experienced before. So you're, you're always overcoming challenges and hurdles but it's probably a good you know metaphor to see and relate it back into life as well because you once you grow and develop in those aspects you personally grow as an individual as well I gather from from all those experiences absolutely you can completely relate and I think um creating those networks of people is really important I went up to Cairns last year um for the Ironman on my own it was the first time I've flown up without a support crew but I just it was 
I think a month after my last Ironman and I just really wanted to race again and, and give it a good shot. Um, and I didn't feel alone when I got up there at all. You know, I knew heaps of people through, um, and as much as I don't love social media in some aspects, it allows you to stay connected, you know, um, and I've met so many great people through those community sort of networks. So it's really cool. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. It sounds like you've got a well-balanced life and sounds like you've got a good understanding of how it works for you now and, you know, keeps, keeps you motivated as well moving forward. Um, you did mention, I know you've got to leave in a minute, but you did mention that you, um, you were injured through this COVID uh, period of time. What, how were you able to, or how are you able to cope through that? Because you probably have more downtime now being, you know, based at home um, and not having the work in environment to, you know, go and distract you from, you know, what's happening. What have you implemented or what, how have you, you know, addressed this um, for yourself personally? I think, um, focusing on the things that I can control. Okay. Yeah. So I hurt my back. I can't cycle and, and run. And actually I couldn't swim or walk very far for a few days either. Um, and it wasn't a training accident. It was sitting on a poor ergonomic setup for seven weeks at home. Um, so I think, yeah, focusing on the things that I control, oh, I can control just keeping um, a step count up and bring it back to basics, get outside a few times a day to get some sunshine and doing start to do the stuff that I can do. So we're really fortunate that the oceans are still open. I have a massive fear of, um, of the ocean for, for a couple of reasons. Um, and, but I've been out there every day, you know, and starting to overcome those fears. And I think it's sort of, if you take the positive spin on it, my body's just allowed me more rest, um, time to reprioritize what I want, sort of reset things and um, work on those areas that I don't really love. You know, I'm forced to go out swimming every day and um, I'm actually starting to enjoy it. So it's been quite good. So it's probably giving you time to grow, you know, and to be a better version of yourself moving forward after this too. And like I said, the fear of the ocean, it's funny, you go in and you compete in all these different locations, you know, like around the world, but you're scared, you've got these fears around, you know, the ocean, but it's so great that you're facing them as well now, because it's probably going to set you up in a better frame of mind and be in a stronger position moving forward. And it's funny how human nature sometimes pulls us back just to give us a little bit of a reality check or just to reflect on where we're heading and what we're trying to do. And you, you maybe learn things on the way or things come clearer. Like you said, if you sit back and just reflect on what's happened and where you're heading, the path might change slightly or you might implement new things which you weren't probably implementing or achieving at your full potential. Now you may be able to do that too. So, yeah. Absolutely. And it's like you think back to where I was, I couldn't put my head under the water like I'd freak out in a, in a dark sort of space uh, like the ocean. Um, and it's like, <laughs> it's like anything, you continue to put yourself out of your comfort zone and, and you become more comfortable and you get better at it. And then you sort of feel proud of yourself and you think, all right, I can go and do that again. And there's good days and bad days, but like, it's like anything you keep at it and, um, you'll get better or you'll start to overcome those fears. So that's Keep showing up. Yep. I love it. Keep showing up. Take note of that because that's one lesson in life. If you keep showing up, you keep growing. We don't get stagnant. We don't get stale where we are because we keep evolving. So I love that attitude and keep doing it. Hope you get uh, well soon with the back, a bike or the back so you can get on the bike and start running again. But don't overdo it. Hey? But um, yep. we'll just finish off with a, What was that? Sorry. 
Oh, no, just I agree. Yep, thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I just want to finish off with two questions, what I like to ask people. So the first one is, what gives you um, purpose or passion in life? I I said it before, but, like, continued self-improvement, just Mm. looking for ways to... um, I guess that that's my that's what gives me purpose personally. Um, yeah, just looking for ways that I can improve and continually pushing the limits and finding new finding new boundaries. I guess. And that's in all aspects of life, I gather. Yeah, I think so. Oh, very nice. Um, and then the last one: if you had an opportunity to, do, you might have been there, or you'd love to go to anywhere in the world. Where would you go? Oh, since since we've just been talk, talking about triathlon for so long, I'd probably say world champs in Hawaii. Yep. Um, but I guess, do you know what? Right now, in this COVID situation, I'm looking forward to going to the Hunter Valley, Orange, or somewhere away with friends um, and just having a really quiet weekend away, drinking red wine and packed bikes up. Um, but more further afield, probably our next trip that we're talking of is Japan next year, hopefully. Um, I've done quite a bit of Europe, but I'd really love to go to the States as well and spend some time traveling around there. It's probably not the best time at the moment to go to the States, but oh, yeah. <laughs> Hunter Valley for now. Hunter Valley, yeah. But Japan would be good too. Is the Olymp- Olympics are on next year too, aren't they? There. Yeah, yeah, actually. So the, the Olympics were supposed to be this year. Um, yeah. but no, you're right. Maybe we can time that in. Maybe it's uh, it's a sign. That could be a good little trick for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I appreciate I appreciate your time today. Um, being very insightful, we could talk for hours actually, um, but I really enjoyed it, um, and I look forward to catching up soon. Thanks again. Yeah, cheers, Vaughan. Thanks for having me. No worries.